This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. And welcome back to our weekly RedRecover.com Inside the Paint Show, going a day earlier than usual Tuesday at 9 a.m. this week. Because uh, I got a trip to Brooklyn and then finally an all-star break. We'll be back at our mid-season recap next week on Wednesday. At are you going to be in Salt Lake? Excuse me? Are you going to be in Salt Lake with me? Uh, you know what? I heard it's cold in Salt Lake. So I'm going to be at Anna Maria Island out in Bradenton enjoying a couple of days off. Because with this schedule as a beat writer, it's like oh, enough. It's so you yeah. have a good time. Say hello to Bam for me. Maybe say hello to Tyler Hero. Maybe the three-point contest. We'll hear about that. By the way, I, I, I'm going to go off, off script here just for a second because I am curious about something. Um, they have a name which seems very strange to me, Kurt. The full participants for the All-Star Saturday contest when the yes. All-Star Saturday contests are like five days away. Do you think it's an issue getting players just to go out for a one-day contest to Salt Lake City and – can you ever recall anything like this this late in the game, no. not officially having the dunkers, the three-point shooters, or whatever other cockamamie contest they had? Yeah, I think it is late. And I'm wondering if if cold-weather Midwestern city that's not exactly known for its nightlife, we'll just leave yeah. it there. Yeah, um, it, look, you were able to get your guys to Chicago, you know, and stuff, but this is a – this is not a favorite stop for players on the on the tour, and I, I think that might play into it. No, as a matter of fact, I was talking to some pl- players and people around the league, and when you look at the lineup they've had lately of Cleveland and Salt Lake and Indianapolis is up next, it's I almost think, and again, I know what they do. They say build an arena, refurbish an arena, yeah. bring in new ownership, we'll give you the all-star game. But I almost think you need to make this sort of like the rotation with the college football playoff where you get to these sexy warm weather cities and then everyone's all in. Believe me, if this was in Miami and I know there's the conflict with the Miami boat show and convention center space and the coconut Grove arts festival, that's what the heat always use. And and saying also they don't like that their season ticket holders get squeezed out. And that's an ongoing issue with these venues also. But when you look at sort of getting guys out there, I had heard again, don't aggregate that Jimmy Butler was offered a spot among the reserves that went to Pascal Siakam and basically said, yeah, I got my plans. And now it's going to be interesting because if Jalen Brown can't play because of his facial fracture, uh, Joel Embiid mentioned he's feeling a little sore, might want to sit out. So I do find that curious. The other thing is I had found this out before the game yesterday. A bunch of guys reported it after, so so did I, that Tyler Hero is one of the people invited for the three-point contest. And the first thing I did is I went to NBA.com stats and I'm like, Tyler Hero, three-point percentage, 72nd in the league. Tyler Hero, three-point conversions, 56th in the league. It just seems to me that where it used to be Larry Bird would want to go to the three-point contest and tell the guys in the locker room before, I got this, guys, it's over, and then go out and do it. Or Steph, because he's at the All-Star game. I almost think for some of the contests, you might as well just take All-Stars. They're there anyway. They're trapped anyway. Is All-Star Saturday jumped the shark. I think it's, uh, I think the dunk contest has, I think guys show up and you're right. That what works for the three point contest has long been that a, a bunch of the, like, and this year already the names that leaked Lillard, some of the guys who are like, Hey, I'm already there. I might as well go out Saturday night and shoot. But I think, look, I, I, I think getting people to a location is a cold location in the winter is an issue. And I, I will, our, our, without driving names, our mutual friend, Tim Frank, 
-hmm. I gave a hard time to last year saying, I didn't know they closed New Orleans. I didn't know yeah. that it was done. Like, like if you put it there, everybody goes. Like Miami, there's a whole bunch of cities you could drop it. So you go to LA, they're going to be out yeah. there. That's where they wind up anyway. You go to Miami, you go you go to a warm weather destination. You can bring your family with you. It makes a difference. So anyway, I didn't want yeah. to digress that much. We were talking about buyout. We're talking about the Miami Heat. They could have up to two spots. The first question that came in today was for MM. He asked for about two names. There was one name I'm very curious about, and that's Dario Saric who I think would be the perfect heat fit can be a stretch four or five could also defend in the post was actually coming around. And I was surprised Kurt Heelan when he was traded by the Suns when he was actually playing that well, but they wanted Baisley and sort of to rebuild their bench, which obviously they traded the whole thing away. Yeah. I've lately been sort of talking to people who say, look, the thunder are in it to win it all of a sudden. And, and, and Sarge is a guy who could help him. Do you think Dario Saric stays through the buyout process with the Thunder, or do you think there's a chance he shakes free? I think there's a chance, but it sounds like he wants to stay. And, and you named it. Like they, I don't know if they were as, as of a couple of days ago, they actually were the 10 seed. And they are looking to make the play and, and make a little push. Um, so I, they may not be that eager to give him up right now. Um, they may they may see him as a guy who can, like you said, help them down the stretch. So they're probably. I mean, these are mutual decisions most of the time. Yes, he's ready to move on. The player doesn't want to be there. I don't know where that stands with Sarge. Like, would he be happy playing out the season in OKC? Right. And, and a lot of this is back channel. You can't. The Heat can't call Dario Saris and say, "Come here." He is under NBA contract to a team. What you can do is talk to his agent and say, "Well, not talking about a particular player, but." We still have our $4 million biannual exception and $4 million left from the mid-level, which we can offer to a player. We also might be able to create a starting position if someone happens to be about seven feet and can shoot three-pointers, and then the player sort of has a choice. Most cases of a player who is discarded like that goes to his new GM and says, look, I have to relocate here. There's a better situation for me. I'm in the last year of my contract. We talk about it with Russ. I want to rebuild my value. That could still happen. So, which is why I think, like you even mentioned, Russ is going to wait through the All-Star break to see where he wants to go to sort of better size up the situations. I think that'll happen with a few. Again, as long as you were waived by your current team by March 1st, you are playoff eligible. Then you have the issue of how long do you wait and can you develop that chemistry that late in the season? It was, um, I think it was 2018, I'm going to say. The Heat picked up Joe Johnson late in the year, ISO Joe. He was terrific for them when they got past Charlotte in the first round, when they got to a game seven against Toronto. So you can make it work and guys yeah. who come in late can make it work. In that same question, MM asked, is it possible to get DeMarcus Cousins? This is part He's two of the buyout world and how it works. If you were not in the NBA this season, you could sign anytime. Like we said in our first segment, you can find that in our podcast outlets. You can sign anytime until the last day of the season and still be playoff eligible. Kurt, you've had a bunch of DeMarcus Cousins experiences out there in L.A. Yes. You've seen him in the Western Conference. Is there still something left, or is there a reason we haven't seen DeMarcus Cousins this season at all in the NBA? There is a little left. He actually, I thought, played pretty well as a backup last year in Denver for mm -hmm. Jokic through, through this same stretch of the season. Um, I, I think that there's a little in the tank, but there is a feeling that he is – still disruptive and the, essentially okay. the, the, tr the troubles you're not getting, look, 
when you get peaked to Marcus Cousins, teams will put up with a lot of crap, right? right. <laughs> like when you're getting a player that good. ability is fantastic. Yeah, yes. yeah. When you're getting a lesser version of that, you will put up with less. And so he wanted what he wants is minutes and the chance to reestablish himself. But then he'll push for that. And so I think there was a sense of, is it worth the problem? He just hasn't been able to land somewhere. And he, he will, by the way, be eager to tell you that's in his past. That's not who he is anymore. What else um, is he going to say? But it's hard. But it, yeah, but exactly. And it's also it, true or not. It's just hard to get past that rep. No, and, and, and I agree with that. And there's usually a reason guys are out. And teams don't – you don't want to bring in a headache. You have enough no. going on with your guys. Hell, you have Jimmy Butler here. You have enough <laughs> going on. You have Kyle Lowry here. You have enough going on. So I think that's interesting. There's a non-sexy name that I put out there that I think works for the Heat. I'd say in, uh, outside of real basketball insiders, that might not be as much knowledge. But this Heat team can't score. And I think they need to recognize the fact that Kyle Lowry might not be coming back through that door anytime soon. Victor Oladipo is the classic case of a guy who pushes through injury and then gets new injuries, so you don't know. God bless Jamari Bouye and what he did last night. Let's be reasonable here. Will Barton is interesting. You talked about DeMarcus Cousins finishing last season well with Denver. Will Barton had time with Denver when he was a quality NBA player And I'm still not sure. Look, I'm going to be honest. I don't cover the Wizards. I don't know as much about their situation, why he's not playing. I know they want to play their younger players. Will Barton's still a player, isn't he? And and the fact that he's working through a buyout, usually that happens when you you decide on your destination, like Kurt said in our first segment, how much money you're going to be giving back. What's your thoughts on Will Barton as a possibility for any team in the buyout market and maybe as a possibility for the Miami Heat? You stole the name I was going to drop if you asked Thank me you. who should be at the top of their list because Will Barton would have been the guy. Um, because he he knocks down threes, he can create a little, he can defend a little. He's not the guy he used to be, but he can do enough. But he just knows how to play and fit in and win and could step into a role and knock down shots and make plays. Um, and I think you've got the advantage. I would, A, I. I assume he wants out of Washington because he's not playing much there. Like they've, they've leaned into Kuzma and, and the rotation they have. Right. Um, the other thing you mentioned earlier that I didn't realize about the heat, but matters a lot to guys is, Hey, I was about to sign for the minimum, which is prorated through, we keep calling it the second half of the season. Right. It's really like the final third the final of the third, season. Yeah. So you're, so you're getting this limited amount of, of, of money. If you can offer a guy more, if you can say, hey, we've got some mid-level, we've got some biannual left, you want, hey, we can give you this, and, and it's double what you would make somewhere else, guys will jump at that. Guys will genuinely jump. It is a huge – outside of Miami and all the other draws that come with the heat, it's all it's still a business, man. Will Barton is still trying to make money, and if you can offer him more of it, he will jump. So I – I'd be curious. I they haven't that hasn't happened yet. He has right. been on everybody's watch list, but I think you were you nailed it. He would be talk about a plug and play guy for the Heat. Yes. He could just walk in and help you. There's probably some other teams that see it that way too, but Miami could use him. No, yeah, and again, I think you've got to look toward offense. You know, Eric Spoelstra the same thing after every game. We're going to win with defense. We're a defensive team, averaging 108 points just three, four years ago would have been quite the achievement and would have put you right in the middle of the league or even the upper echelon. 
This team has changed. You have to make threes. You have to score at least 115, it seems, a night in order to be competitive. The Heat are in that. I can't tell you why the three-point shooting has fallen off the face of the earth, but it has. So I find that interesting. There also was a thought of this. There's not a lot of teams who can have guys coming through the door who already are in the building. So I'm just wondering also whether the Heat thought is this. Omer Yurtsevit has not played this season, has returned to practice, will get an eight-day break with the Heat to really keep working, and then probably hit the court after the break. We know what we saw from Omer Yurtsevit during that six-week stretch last season when Bam Adebayo was out because of the thumb surgery. You have that. Duncan Robinson has been shooting three-pointers not very well this season, but then we found out he was shooting three-pointers with a broken finger since mid-November. So he is poised to come back. I spoke to him in the locker room yesterday. He's not wearing the splint, so he has a chance. And then you have Victor Oladipo coming back from the ankle injury and what's going on with him right now. Could you foresee the Heat saying, you know what? We want to see what Omer has. We want to see if Duncan can come back and make threes. We want to see if Vic is going to be healthy for a playoff run. And maybe putting off that decision, like we said, closer to that March 1 date. You can only put, like you said, the problem is you can only put it off so long because if Will Barton hits the market, it will not just be the heat. Like it would be multiple guys. And this is true of pretty much everyone, except maybe cousins um, mentioned before. There's a market for these guys. And so you've got to know who you want and who would fit. And the second, uh, frankly, like you mentioned before, you do this through back channels. If you want Will Barton, you're already having a conversation with Will Barton's agent or you're too late. Right. Like you, you are too late to the party. It's like free agency. Um, if, if you're not yes. doing free agency ahead of free agency, you're not getting Lonzo Ball or Kyle Lowry or right. PJ Tucker and, 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 or, or Jalen Brunson. And then you just pay the second round fee. This I can't recall in a buyout anyone being penalized like that. So I think it's even more appreciated, especially yeah. when a player is in a distressed situation. So I wanted to talk about the heat options. I will get to the chat board, I promise, in our next segment. But I want to ask you one last thing on the way out of this segment right here. Kyle Lowry was not with the Heat for their two home games last week, and the Heat said it was an excused absence. They said because of the knee, whatever, taking treatment. He didn't go with the team to Orlando, road game. Most of their injured players don't travel. Usually on a one-game trip, you don't. You can take therapy at home. There's no reason to get on the plane. I get that also. Yesterday, Kyle Lowry's also not at the game. Heat don't mention excused absence, just Kyle wasn't here tonight. Okay. I know what I would read into that, but I'm curious from a distance as someone who works for pro basketball talk and talks about players falling in and out of favor all season. Kurt, how odd is that to you that Kyle Lowry has not been around the Miami heat now for more than a week? It's not a good sign. Is it? It, 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 it engaged players, even when injured and recovering are still around, right? Most of the time, like they, they're not maybe every game, but, they're there on the bench. They're there taking, you know, look, you know, to use the easy example, because he became a thing. LeBron was sitting courtside. He's missed the, He will, as of tonight, miss three straight because of his foot issue, right. um, which was bothering him. Like, yeah, he's going to be there. And it's more noticeable when it's a star, but it matters. Like role players are there. So yeah, it's like you said, not flying to Orlando makes sense. Not, not doing right. the odd one off is one thing, but not being around at all for a week, has to raise eyebrows. And I'm just wondering, do you think the Heat are at a point where they realize they have to reintegrate? Or do you think the Heat are at a point where they realize they have to go toward the workaround? In other words, 
could Gabe Vincent be the starter the rest of the season for the Miami Heat? It's very possible, isn't it? I mean, he's but I think he's he has played well enough in that role that even if Kyle's back, is he better than Kyle right now? I floated it for the first time in my Ask Ira at SunSentinel.com, and I said before, it's absurd that the minimum guy, $2 million or so, is going to play ahead of the $30 million guy. Now I'm not so sure. Now I think you've got to think of the best interest of the other 15 players on the team and how that works out. I really am curious to see how Pat Riley or Eric Spolstra talk their way out of this when the Heat do regroup after the All-Star break and Kyle is there and past his knee issue and how that plays out and how it plays out with Kyle. He's never bought into the culture. He's always been a, yeah, yeah, talk about your culture. I won a championship in Toronto. I know what to do for better or worse. And now they're in this situation. Anyway, that's our second segment here on redrecover.com inside the paint. If you missed either of the first two, go to any of your big O show outlets on the podcast market. You can catch that. When we come back, I want to talk about the playoff race. It's going to be easy this week to talk about the heat upcoming schedule because there's just one game. We'll try to get to the chat board and finish up your questions here before we take our own all-star break. So all that and more coming up after this break on redrecover.com inside the paint.